Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number. 928-428-9494. Happy Thursday everybody. Hope you're having a good day. I am because it's getting closer to the weekend. Uh, Every time I I get to Wednesday it's like uh, why isn't it Friday? And my wife looks at me and goes, shut up, you have a job. <laughs> like, eh, okay, I can't complain about that. Um, my guest today, I got Kat Stickland, Leslie Cunning there with the American Legion Auxiliary. Every year they do something very, very special for our veterans. Um, but I have to share a story uh, about Leslie and, and Kat, and it's to my embarrassment. We saw each other on Tuesday for the Pima Town Council meeting. I walked in, you were sitting there. And I, I said, hi, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. Of course, I made you panic because I had the wrong day in my head on when you were coming to the show here. <laughs> and then I realized I forgot my phone. So I had to drive all the way home, get my phone because I use it to record, and then drive back to the council meeting. So I missed your presentation yes. at the, the Pima Town Council, and I apologize about that. But I was glad knowing I had you guys on the show today. Um, it is wreaths across America that you do here in just Graham County right now, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was Graham Greenlee you were working with maybe the, the Clifton Legion or not. Not yet. Okay. Um, please tell welcome and tell everybody what wreaths across America is. Wreaths across America is uh, a program that was started in Maine. And it came about with a gentleman when he was 12 years old going to Arlington for the first time and seeing all the crosses there. And a lot of them didn't have any flowers because there was no relatives. And so it stuck in his mind all those years. And when he finally was older and had a tree farm and started selling Christmas trees and making Christmas wreaths. In 1992, he had a large amount of wreaths left over, so he decided with the help of the American Legion and the VFW and a few other community entities to go to Arlington and put them on the graves of the World War I veterans who had nobody to put anything on their graves. And so it started in 1992 with that, and it has just exploded with the Internet. And so now it's nationwide, even in Hawaii. And uh, there are over 3,000 sites that participate in this, and we just joined it last year based on a request that Duncan was doing it, and we're bigger than Duncan, so why can't we do it here? And so we went into it with, oh, well, it'll be easy. You know, we can just do this. And, of course, when you're working with a a large national organization, nothing is easy. (laughs) And it, it just took a lot of time last year to even get started. And we have Leslie to thank for most of that because she did all the background work and and did all the things that really needed to be done so we could get the program going. I know we think of 
wreaths as Christmas. Yes. Um, but it's my understanding that these are placed on every veteran's grave that that is participating, every area that's participating, regardless of religious denomination. Yes. Correct. So it doesn't matter if, if the veteran was Jewish or, or Muslim. This is more a celebration of the veteran, him or herself, correct, than, yes. than the holiday. It just happens to be around the holidays. Fair yeah. to say? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just want people to, to realize, because I know we have a few folks that aren't, um, that, that aren't Christian here. Yes. And, and we don't want them to feel, well, this is, this is for the Christian vets. No, this is for all vets. Yeah. You know, our, our late veterans. You said it started with World War I, but now it's every, every person who served, correct? Yes. I think a lot of it depends on the area you're in. We approached it as a veteran is a veteran no matter what. And no matter which war they fought in, so we have, we go back to the Indian Wars, where we have a lot of veterans, we have Confederates, we have all the other wars and conflicts, and we just don't differentiate. We figure that anybody that fought for any kind of freedom is a veteran, and that's how we look at it. I cannot say for other areas of the country. I really can't. Yeah, speaking of which, were you, you were still at the meeting when uh, C.B. Fletcher for Pima mentioned uh, the, the Field of Honor. Which, yes, which, we're right. still there, yeah. And he mentioned that Graham County's only Congressional Medal of Honor winner is in buried Pima. in Pima, yep. and he was a veteran of the Indian Wars. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think... Greenlee has won, but I think he's still alive. I think he was a Vietnam veteran, wasn't he? We're really not sure. Because I, 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 I know he's come back to visiting Greenlee, and I, I want to say he grew up there. Um, my understanding is he's still, he's still alive. Um, we'll but, look into it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but that, yeah, that's the kind of thing that you learn through something like this, correct? Yes. Is, is how many veterans we have that served in conflicts that maybe we modern folks don't even rem- well we certainly don't remember because we weren't there but don't realize you know we've had a lot of veterans that have dealt with a lot of conflicts yes that's true well i found a lot of um, headstones and plaques last year of like i didn't know this hmm well that person served. I didn't know anything about it. A lot of them don't talk about it, and their families don't talk about it. So if if you're not in an inner circle, per se, you don't know it unless you really go out and look at the cemetery headstones and, and uh, the plaques that are there. And then uh, it, it's kind of like an education, yes. Yeah, I uh, my ex-father-in-law uh, was underwater demolition team, which became the SEALs. He wasn't technically a SEAL at the time. And he was telling me he was in a conflict in the Philippines. And I was like, okay, well, World War II. And then I did the math and I go, you weren't old enough to be, in a, to be in World War II. I mean, he's 80, don't get me wrong, but that's still too young to be in World War II. And he was like, no, we were involved in, in conflicts all over the world. And you just don't realize it mm-hmm. un, unless you're, A, a historian or be part of it. 
mm-hmm. or C, going out and, and discovering all these veterans that we have here in the community. That's very true. Um, last year when we talked, you were, you were trying to expand out to as many cemeteries as possible. I know there were some you couldn't get to. How are you guys doing on that this year? We have, uh, we went last year from 13, we're up to 15 this year. Uh, we got Artesia and we got the Gila Valley Memorial Gardens this year. Uh, how many cemeteries do we have? Do you, do we know? Total of, I mean, I mean, there are some that we're discovering still. Yes. You yeah. Know. We, we were told that there were 33 known sites. And we have since found that uh, there are several out in Klondike that were need, not even known to part of the family. <laughs> that be, Because we had asked, they went looking and found several out there, so they brought them in under Klondike this year. Uh, we found out there's just one gravestone on the mountain on uh, state land, and uh, that it's going to be a challenge to get that one. And and so we have up to, to there's got to be at least 36 maybe 38 sites that are known right now, and we don't know how many more there are out there because we have a lot of private individuals. Now, American Legion, Swift Murphy, Post 32 serves Graham County. We've got the Solomon Legion. We've got the Clifton Legion. Is there one in Duncan? Or yes, does there, there, is, oh, there okay. is a post in Duncan. There, there's not... Uh, a women's auxiliary in Duncan. Gotcha. Okay. There's just the post. That's right. It's right at the entrance to that park where the airplane is. Mm-hmm. It's right there. That's right. I remember. Um, is there a legion in Bylas or Peridot, which is also Graham County? And the reason I ask is I just recently learned Native Americans make up the greatest number of veterans per capita in in our military services which is amazing to me. Um, obviously, there's more whites than there are Native Americans in our population. But boy, if you're Native, chances are you served. And I'm, I'm curious if Reith says reached out to the Native populations as well. I know it's a national yeah. organization, so. We have tried in this, this county. It's very hard to get to anybody on the reservation who can give us any kind of permission. Uh, We are still working on it. The nearest post is Globe, and they are not working on this Reese Across America at all. I know that they have looked into putting a post on the reservation, that entails a lot of work, and I really couldn't tell you where they're at with that. Okay, just curious. Yeah. Um, and you're not alone. I, I have tried to reach the res leadership, I don't know how many times, and boy, it is difficult. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I marvel at anybody that says, oh, I, I was in a meeting with Chairman Rambler. I go, how did you reach him? <laughs> yes. The only time I ever talk to Chairman Rambler is if I see him in Walmart. 
Oh, maybe that's what we should hang <laughs> <No>. on that. <laughs> um, it's the only time. Um, because I, I get it. They're their own government, their own sovereign entity. Yeah. They don't need to deal with me. And so I never get mad about it. It's, But it's difficult. Very difficult. So uh, I actually will put you in contact with a bilis councilman who is receptive to to reaching out across the, the reservation border. <laughs> so I will get you his information thank you um david nosy he actually wants to do a lot but he's bylaws focused yeah so uh so that's wonderful so when are when are the wreaths going up december 16th so i'm assuming you need volunteers that's why we're here (laughs) (laughs) what do you need we need just uh volunteers to help lay our wreaths and then at the end of january just to collect them back all up so they'll stay through Christmas and New Year? Yes. And then I'm guessing, what, the first weekend after? Yeah, probably like the third or fourth week in January because oh. a lot of families come and visit. So we didn't want to take it down too early. Fair enough. Okay. And they last pretty much the whole time. I mean, it was still pretty when we went to pick them up. So. Now, are these live wreaths? Yes. Okay. Um is there any way to preserve them for year to year or no? No. They're, they're really... Yeah. It's just a few weeks and then it's done. So I'm assuming you guys could also use donations to purchase wreaths. Is that a fair guess? Well, we've been collecting uh, donations all year. Um, we're just pretty much at the cutoff point because it takes... If I mail it in, it takes about two weeks for them to process it. Our truck comes from Maine, so we need to make sure that all of our wreaths are accounted for. And put on that tra- um, that trailer for him to come down. Because we are pretty much one of his last stops. I would think. You can't get much further away. Maybe Alaska would be a little bit further, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. Um, our driver is pretty awesome, though. He's been doing this for the last 10 years. And he said he'll be our designated driver for as long as we do this. So we already good. know who he is. And How many wreaths did you put out last year? Uh, 1,127. So what are you anticipating this year? Um, hopefully 1,800. That's a lot of wreaths. Yeah. That's, that's, so that's a lot of people you need. Yes. Um, I'm assuming members of the post are, are coming out to help. Yes. Um, we got, uh, post 95 that's going to help us all of them. Solomon. Solomon. So their legion, their sons and their auxiliary will help. Uh, we got somebody already helping us with Klondike and then of course we got, Vicky Foot that helps with the Bryce Cemetery. So we have a few, but we're still needing more. Last year it was pretty much just me, Kat, and just a few of us. I, is Vicky related to Walter? I have no idea. Sergeant Foot, Sergeant Walter Foot was the Green Beret. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was, he's buried over at the cemetery across the river. Yeah, Hila Memorial. Hila, oh. thank you. And, uh, there was when you said Bryce, that kind of threw me because yeah, I'm yeah. like, I heard foot and I'm like, well, that's wait. yeah. Uh, the Hila Memorial has a lot of veterans in it, and there were a lot of people who came out last year and said, oh, we we know you don't have permission, but we would like grave specific, and we have a lot of those that are grave specific and that you request for a wreath to be put on a grave, and they can request through us. For other states, it just entails a little bit more work, you know, for Leslie to do, which she just loves to do that. <laughs> so, so if you don't have 
permission from the cemetery, yeah, the individual families can request. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they pay for it. We drop it off to them, or they pick it up from us, and then they can go lay it themselves. So, is there a cost to families for this? No. In general, I mean. No, just the cost of the wreath, but we don't charge any more than that. And and what is the cost of the wreath? Uh, they're seventeen dollars. Um, a piece. We are part of the three for two. So for every two wreaths we get um, bought, we have one that's free. So, so we like using those for the extras. <laughs> sure. For unless else, unless yeah. you got a family with multiple veterans, yeah. right? Yeah, so. that's the only time. But most times people are like, we only need one, you know, do the other two for somebody else. Okay. So it's been nice. Four two eight nine four nine four. Just looked up. It's time to meet for me to take a break. So I will. And then we'll come back and talk more with Kat Sticklin, Leslie Cunning with the American Legion Auxiliary. We're talking about wreaths across America. Back right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell, Kat Stickland, Leslie Cunning are here from the American Legion Auxiliary, and we're talking about wreaths across America. This is an opportunity to honor our veterans who have passed on, uh, families to remember their veteran family members. A wreath goes up December 16th, stays there for about a month. Yes. Right around a month. And uh, every time somebody goes to the cemetery, they realize not only is there somebody who served the country and and uh, served the people, but they're remembered. Yes. So uh, did you have a caller during the break who asked if there would be a December 7th remembrance at the Legion? Uh, that is, of course, Pearl Harbor Day, the day America was attacked by the Japanese in 1940, if I remember correctly. Not 41. That's when 41. we had. Was it 41? And then we enter the war, and well, we declared war like two days later, but we really didn't do anything until 42, right? Where we got our troops out there and started moving. Because it was, it was mobilization for those couple of weeks. Uh, thank you. Yeah, December 41. Uh, so it, I, I don't know what the auxiliary does with that. Uh, we have looked at it in the past, it is really something that the Legion can do. I haven't heard anything, you know, outside of having a small celebration in the post itself for, for that day. But I can inquire. Okay. And uh, we can try to get something together. Uh, you know, it, a lot of it depends on their schedules of what they've got going and a lot of the legionnaires are um, working. So it's kind of hard for them to do things unless they take off work. But we will check into it, and we will let the people know if, if we're going to be able to do something. If not this year, maybe we can get it going by next year. And so we actually have some kind of, of a recognition for that day. Uh, the caller did say, and, and he's right, the, you know, the further out we go from things, the more we tend to forget them. Uh, and it's not unreasonable. I don't think any, I'm pretty sure none of us were 
were around when that attack happened. Not um, me. <laughs> yeah. Heck, I've, we've got one son that wasn't around when 9-11 happened. You know, yeah. we tend to forget that because we all can remember that day explicitly. Yeah. And there is a, a remembrance at the at the post um, for 9-11. But it's easy to realize we're forgetting things. So I, I understand his concern. You, Leslie told me during the break, you grew up in Hawaii. Yes, so, born and raised. So uh, Pearl Harbor Day is kind of a thing for you. Yes. <laughs> um, and and have been many times, yes, correct? Yes, many times over. So I, I get what he's saying, and you'll check on that. Yes, Very I good. will. Thank you. Uh, it should be noted that the Legion does do a number of remembrances. There's the 9-11 remembrance. There's the Four Chaplains. Four Chaplains. Four Chaplains is coming up in... Uh, it's the first Saturday in February, and that is something that is, it's a crying session for a lot of them, because it brings back a lot of things that happen that we don't know anything about, but it's the only one to recognize chaplains in the service. For those that aren't aware, uh, there were four chaplains on a transport ship. I believe it was a transport yes, ship. the Dorchester. That was, uh, that was attacked and sunk. Very, very quickly. A lot of lives were lost. And the chaplains made sure that they were the last on the boat. They got as many men off as they could. Yes. And rescued as many men. And they all went down. The, the they chaplains. all went down with the ship, yes. Yeah. And again, across all faiths. I believe one was a rabbi, yes. yep. one was a priest, and there were two. There was a Methodist. Methodist, and I forget what the other one was. Lutheran? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it wasn't a case of, you know, one faith or another. It was just men doing what they've been called to do, which is serve their fellow man. Yes. Right. So, uh, so there, those are remembrances. I, so that's why I understand his, his call, mm -hmm. uh, on a, on a different note though, you were telling me during the break, children's Christmas party. And I, I have to com, uh, admit to complete ignorance on this. I didn't even know that the Legion was doing a community children's Christmas party. I, I had heard about, you know, one for Legion members, of course. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I didn't realize that, that you guys were doing it, and it had grown so big. It mushroomed last year. And uh, we had been doing it for a few years, and then uh, circumstances stopped us for a while and then one of the ladies started doing it just for veterans children's and she passed away and so one of the other ladies says well why don't we just do a children's christmas party there are a lot of children that need that so it started back up again and these last few years it's gotten bigger and bigger and last year it just mushroomed there's a lot of uh, children in need and so we have had to move it from the Legion because there's too many overwhelmed. And we have moved it out to the fairgrounds to the Ag Building, which is the biggest building we could get. And uh, we have crafts for them to do this year. We're having karaoke and some cornhole tournament for just the kids. And so... It, they always have something to eat, 
And we have a coloring contest with prizes, and, and we're going to have a fishing pond. So we've expanded it with a bigger area, but we're expecting at least 400 children. And so we've reached out to Toys for Tots, and they've helped us with some toys. And we have a uh, an organization of the uh, the Bikers Club that has helped us the last few years, and we have gotten toys through them, and they have been just wonderful of doing a special toy drive for us and bringing in a lot of toys. So with the expansion, we've asked other people, other than just you know the Legion Auxiliary and, and Safford, to see if they wanted to help us out and make it more of a community thing. So we're just reaching out that if people want to come out, we can offer you a table. And if you want to bring in your own craft for kids and provide your own people, we would love for you to do that. If you can't, if you can think about it for maybe next year, that would be wonderful. If Other than that, we really need volunteers. When does the Christmas party take place? December 23rd was the date we got this year. And it's right before Christmas, so it's really pushing it. But we took it because it's an opportunity to put it out at the fairgrounds in a larger building with the anticipation of having a lot of children that are in need this year. And that's a Saturday, so yes. so yes. you don't have to take off work or anything. Right. Although, let's be honest, most of us are going to be off that Friday before, so. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we're going to be busy. You're going to be working. <laughs> but uh, it starts at 12, and it goes to 4, and we have a Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus and elves, and we will have presents there for everybody. And so it, it's it really is going to be a community affair this year more than what it is just the last few years of the auxiliary putting it on. We, you were right. We've lost a number of children's Christmas parties. The Elks, of course, did one, but then they closed. Uh, Manor House? Yeah, Manor House. Well, that was us. That was the radio station. We did breakfast with Santa, and COVID shut us down, and we've decided to go to Secret Santa instead of, of breakfast with Santa. Um Oh, what was the other one I was thinking of? Thatcher used to do a children's Christmas party, but they've kind of stopped that one. It was out at the park on Ray Lane. And and there was one more that, that it, oh, Project Luke kind of slowed down and has been really relatively quiet of late. I don't know if they're still going. Yes, I think they are. they are. Yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's been quieter than it's been in the past. In yeah. the past, it's mm-hmm. been much more public and... Um, so yeah, there there's really been a gap, and to see the American Legion and the auxiliary stepping up and and taking care of those kids is is great. Thank you for doing that. She's um, been doing it for a minute. This will be my first year helping. <laughs> so that means I have to work on Saturday, so I can go out and take photos and yes. and make sure that people know about this for the following year. That's mm-hmm. that's always the goal. So to donate, if you want to donate uh, toys or cash. Just stop by the Legion. Is that the best way to do it? Yes. Uh, But the most important thing to donate is time. Yes. Yes. We never turn away a volunteer. We'll find something for you to do. (laughs) So uh, volunteers needed for Wreaths Across America. That is December 16th. 16th. 
16. What time do you guys start? We start our ceremony at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Wreath Lane starts at 11. Where is the ceremony? Is it at the Safford Legion? Safford Union. Oh, it's, no, Safford Cemetery. Okay. So you start right by the flags there? Yes, right, right by the flags. Okay. Uh, so a ceremony there, and then you'll disperse everybody out exactly. to the various yes. cemeteries. So that's the 16th at 10, and then uh, the 23rd at the fairgrounds. At noon. At, at noon. noon. Uh, boy, you, you can put a lot of people to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, so, just a few. <laughs> just do, the, a few. do the schools still require uh, volunteer hours for the kids? We thought so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We thought so. No, they, they don't require it. And, and it's a shame that they don't require it because it gives them more a sense of community and value by requiring it. And so there are scholarships and grants that require it. And they require proof. So when we get volunteers from the schools, we make sure that there's a letter with their name on it, which is signed, that says what program they donated and how many hours, because I have worked with scholarships, so I know that is one of the requirements. And when you're looking at just applying for a scholarship, if you don't have that, they're going to reject your request. Same with college admissions. They, yes. they want to see what, what you've done in your community in addition to your academic record. Right. So parents and grandparents, come on now. Let's get the kids some free money for school and get them out of the house. This is Last the way to year do we it. got lucky. We had two girls that showed up, and they stayed the whole time. It was freezing cold, and they're like, we'll stay till the end. I was like, <laughs> okay. And the Legion is open when? Every day. Every day. Uh, is it seven days? I believe so. Seven days a week. And I think we're closed on um, Christmas. But and you'll be serving. You'll be serving oh, as you I'll, do I'll be serving the elderly on that day. So, you know, that that's different. I want to thank Kat Sticklin and Leslie Cunning. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for right now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day. Thank you.